Hello and welcome to the Overly Animated Podcast, where we take animation seriously. We provide fan-oriented and analytic discussions on a variety of animated shows, movies, and anime, currently featuring Steven Universe, Miraculous Ladybug, The New Powerpuff Girls, and Voltron Legendary Defender. I'm Dylan Heisen, and today I'm joined by Delaney Stilval. Hello. Just, uh, Justin Cummings. Hello. And Jeff Anderson. Howdy. Today, uh, Delaney, Justin, Jeff, and I will be discussing uh, Voltron Legendary Defenders first season as a whole and taking your questions and comments on the uh, entirety of the first season, which last weekend dropped on Netflix um, in Netflix-like uh, fashion with the uh, all- x number of episodes of the first season uh delaney and i went through the first season doing specific episode discussions last weekend you can check those out at overlyanimated.com today we'll be having a spoiler filled podcast on the season as a whole um not uh yeah so if you don't want to get spoiled for any part of voltron legendary defender listen to our specific episode discussions until you catch up and then you can listen to this one um check us out at overlyanimated.com check out those old podcasts and you can look for our voltron's uh, legendary defender specific uh, itunes feed on there as well as our normal itunes feed and you can search for the overly animated podcast on itunes or your favorite podcatcher so um let's let's uh, depending on whether you listen to our old Voltron podcast, which I think fairly started, me and Delaney's finale one was was pretty good, um, and others were were also pretty good too, I think. But yeah, we're also doing a bunch of them in a day. So uh, we we have not heard from Justin and Jeff yet on Voltron Legendary Fender. We have not heard from Jeff in a while on uh, Overlanded Podcast. So welcome, Jack. Jeff, yay! Yeah. And uh, so let's get let's get your guys' take on um you know kind of the season as a whole and any i don't know any notable things about uh the season the series all more specific questions later for everyone but uh jeff general general comments on the season i really really like this show um so far i you can definitely tell that it has its you know heritage in cora and young justice this the animation quality is fantastic uh, at first i was a bit turned off by the rather juvenile we gotta you know work together as a team and come together as one form voltron which is like three times an episode um but i feel like they got that out of their system the first two or three episodes and then it was really good after that um no complaints i really like how as it was a netflix um series that it lends itself very well to uh, just binge watching because the episodes just bleed in one to another there's no need to cleanly like, you know, to clean things up after each episode because it's all there. Also, there's no need for uh, um, commercial breaks, which is great. Um, so, yeah, I think I'm sure I have other thoughts, but that's what comes to mind right now. Yeah, so, cool. Stuff. Yeah, it's a good it's a good point about it being very Netflix oriented. Uh, Joaquin and Lauren talked about this in interviews, actually, and they like the knowledge that this would air on Netflix lended to their writing. Um, they didn't. They, I think they said basically they didn't feel the need to do as much recap on previous events. Yeah. Um, so it, uh, yeah, I'm still, I'm still not a huge fan of like the Netflix style of things because there is that this whole social shared experience yeah. aspect which is just missing from the fourth episode or yeah, from anything that's released by Netflix. So it's a bit of a shame, but it's good anyways. Yeah, it's it's that's a, uh, definitely a larger discussion. I mean, in terms of podcasting on a show, uh, Netflix dumps certainly don't work as well for like we can't do week to week podcasts on on new episodes. So we had a do all of them at once, you know, try. I mean, to we could, it's just be no point. Yeah. Because everyone it's, yeah, it'd be like, everyone would have seen all the episodes already. And we're sitting here speculating about the finale when everyone's seen yeah. it. Right. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. 
you know, it's, I mean, there's, there's certainly, it's a, it's definitely a larger discussion, but like at the very least, if you're gonna have like a Netflix release, like embrace it, like, and there's certainly benefits to it. You don't need to have any sort of concern about anything previously on. And I think people sometimes underestimate how often shows feel the need to work in reference to previous material because viewers may not remember. Yeah, um, and that adds up to a lot of time. It yeah. does, and they're very much free to uh, have uh, 13 or 11 or how many of you want to look at a jam-packed episodes here, I'd say. Um, yeah, we'll get into more stuff uh, with you, Justin. Uh, we also have not heard from you. What are your general comments on Voltron? Um, I actually uh, I know a lot of people came in comparing this to Korra, Young Justice, that kind of stuff. I was comparing this mostly to the older Voltron, uh, which plug on the blog. I talked a lot about the older Voltron in an article, so read that. But I think I was, at first I was kind of scared that they were rebooting because the original Voltron, it took so long to get going. Uh, they didn't form Voltron until the end of the fourth episode. They'd already built up so much story. They had the really good Nicktoons show in 2011. And instead of continuing that, they were rebooting it. And I was kind of worried. But I actually, once I saw it, the reboot made a lot of sense. Because the decision to actually air that pilot, the three episodes together, was like a TV movie length, actually really, really helped. Because it still took about the same amount of time to get to Voltron. But it didn't feel as dragged out as watching four separate episodes before finally getting to that point. And the pacing just felt much, much better than the original show. It was much faster. They didn't have to do the recaps. And the original show is the 80s, so the recaps back then were much, much worse because they just assumed kids were stupider. Um, the pacing here, it felt like a modern show. It felt more like a Daredevil than like a Legend of Korra or something like that. But I think my biggest, my biggest up on the show, the Robeast, which that's what the big robot monsters are called in the original, and I think they still use the term, the Robies were very monster of the week. A random one shows up every episode, and they have to beat it no matter what through the power of teamwork. This show, they made, they had much, much fewer. I think we only had two or three, and each one felt more important. Like, it felt like a true challenge to beat one, and they might be there for two episodes. So I think they actually raised the stakes a lot compared to the original show, which I thought that was definitely the biggest selling point for me these were rookie pilots. It's not like they could beat something in five seconds. They actually had to work at it. The one complaint I had about the show, and it's kind of tricky, I guess, to get around it, I'm so used now to uh, Jeremy Shaddaa being Finn that Lance just having such... is basically the same voice he uses yeah, he, for he Finn. Very much and, uh, that, like Finn yeah. that, to me, is the one thing. I wish he had just done something with his voice that it just didn't quite sound so Finn. Because there were times that kind of took me out of the experience, but when that's the biggest negative I have about a show, yeah, that's that's kind of a nothing complaint, yeah. But yeah, I, I think this is this is something you'll run into. Um, people sound the same. Like I don't know, it's just how it is. Props <laughs> to Zach Callison, though. If you compare him on Steven to Sophia the First, he sounds completely different. So, yeah. Jeremy, um, be like him. It's I I think his voice fit this character really well, and I, I it I really was, did. I, I like how how he did with that. Uh, so, okay, cool. So I'll plus on, on this Voltron. I mean, there's a lot to, to discuss here. Um, I mean, I think we'll eventually get into like what, uh, what's lacking, what we might get into in season two. Delaney and I got into a lot of this on the, uh, finale podcast and, uh, the season finale podcast. Um, 
I guess general reactions to to the finale. I guess I mean I don't know if we should put put more precedence on uh, or put more emphasis on the finale. But uh, I think Delaney and I's reaction to the finale is a little pretty, a relatively quiet finale, at least in terms of plots, relative to uh, certainly compared to a quarter or something. Uh, Jeff, were you were you enjoying the the finale? One second. Um, yes, the finale was really really good. Um, I really liked how Keith faced off against, uh, um, what's his name? Can't remember his name right now. Uh, Big Baddie. Yeah. Uh, Zarkon. Yeah. Zarkon. Uh, favorite part. Yep. Yeah. That was really good. Cool. Uh, yeah. Justin, um, any, any. Y'all were kind of dissing the whole, uh, the group gets separated trope in your finale coverage. Then, oh, it's very stereotypical. But I think you did also touch on. They're trying. I think they know they're hitting all these tropes. They want to hit the tropes. They're trying. I, I do think they're to trying improve to improve the tropes. Yeah, well, they're trying to make them oh, better. Okay, you think, I think you think this is? I mean, like what? What purpose? I think does they're that trying serve? to give us the best version of this trope. I agree. And I with think. That. Yeah, yeah. I think we're going to see a lot of. I, I think we're going to get the traditional. Oh, the group has to work their way back to each other. But I think they're going to do it in kind of a new, more nuanced way, perhaps. And I think that we're not going to get. I think it's going to be something we're not expecting, but at the same time, we can kind of predict it. So I, I'm excited to see what they do with this plot trope, because so far when they take a trope, they've done pretty well with it. So, um, Yeah, I mean, generally, one big point Delaney I made was the show is extremely stereotypical story element-wise, um, and that's they despite that it was kind of successful with with all of these things it was trying to do so i agree that it's kind of trying to execute these these tropes in a good way um i mean i see no indication from any part of the first season that it's trying to break away from tropes um but uh it's it's like i don't know it's jeff did you take any issue with uh with how typical a lot of, I mean, is that a reaction that you also had, uh, that these are familiar story elements or was this not something you were focused on when watching? Well, actually, I mean, I don't, I think they actively avoided the particular trope of we're knights of the round table in our castle. We will sally forth and defeat the enemy of the week and then come back and everything's hunky dory. Mm -hmm. Like like the, the conflicts they, you know, take on have lasting impact beyond the immediate episode. Like, your crystal gets blown up. You gotta spend like three episodes finding a new one. Not exactly that, but um, three episodes resolving that plotline at least because it introduces the Balmerans. Um, uh, the uh, the the one lieutenant with the one arm. He's just a he's a great character who comes back again and again. Um, so so I enjoyed that. That yeah. That it, things have impact and meaning. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's that's a good point. Like it it breaks away from the tropes we would expect from. Uh, the like an '80s Voltron series, right? I mean, I haven't seen the original, but uh, the the things don't ex- <laughs> don't okay. The I'm sure that'll upset <laughs> some people watching listening, but uh, this this is it, it, the show definitely like avoids these types of um, non serialized show tropes. Uh, I, I would agree with that. Um, uh, I don't know, Justin. What's your take on this? Did you were, did you react any similar similarly to Delaney and I at all? Like picking, thinking that it was very much typical story elements. Um, um yeah. I think the the biggest trope I saw, and I know you're going to kill me for this. I know, but they kind of did what the older shows did, and also what Power Rangers does a lot. 
where you talked about Zarkon not getting a lot of development. And basically what Power Rangers does almost every season, they have the second-in-command villain kind of built up in the first half of the show. And that becomes who the team focuses on fighting. And the big bad is kind of off in a distance. And then once they take care of that threat, then they move on to the big bad. And I think Sendak was kind of our second-in-command. And we're only 11 episodes in. I think they're following that, and now that Sendak's kind of out of the way, now we're going to see more of Zarkon. So I think it followed that pathline, that trope, but I don't think it necessarily hindered it in any way. Yeah, I mean, I think that's true. I, I definitely think that's the type of thing they're going for. Um, you know, not- you never know, though, because there's two ways that Sendak could come back and play. Like, his pod was ejected, but he still could have been alive in there. And his yeah. memories got offloaded, which they might decide, hey, let's upload, upload them to a Centurion we captured and reanimate him for fun. Yeah, uh, right. interesting. Um, uh, this reminds me, briefly, Jeff and, and Justin, t- takes on, reads on this, the character that lifted the force field at uh, in the finale, because Delaney uh, I did not know. Yeah, no yeah. idea. I, okay, so, like, crazy theory could be um, Pidge's dad, who underwent some crazy, you know, augmentation to become mm. one of them. I don't know. But the, the, I think uh, other than that, there's really no way to pinpoint anything. So they could throw mm. anything at us. My theory is this is someone who Shiro was kind to when he was uh, the champion. That this is someone who Shiro has had previous encounter with that he doesn't remember. And he did something. And this was that person's way of paying it forward or paying it back. And I think we're going to see that in season two, if that is a thing. We're going to see that connection. Delaney, have you seen new anything new on this since we, we've spoke about it? No, not. I mean, I'm still kind of, I'm pretty firm in my belief that it's what's-his-face. Uh, the, the second, like, lieutenant Not Sendak, the other not one. Not Sendak, but the... It's Zhao. It's, it's, uh... The jealous one, right? Yeah, yeah. it's Zhao. Whatever no, I thought his Sendak name. was Zhao, but whatever. Sendak is Zhao. So yeah, I, oh, I, I, I no, it's not Sindak. It's uh, the other one, yeah, Pon Rock or whatever Ron, his name Ron is. He's yeah, Pon Rock. Or, yeah, yeah. I know he's. I don't know. I don't remember. But like um, he's more dramatic than Sindak. Yeah, at first I thought it was Sindak, and then I'm, I'm on this. I mean, I think the most likely is it's that guy, but I haven't like looked back and freeze framed it to see if it's him yet. So I don't know. Um, so they all look the same. So yeah, it's hard to know. So. Okay, uh, let's get into some feedback, and then we'll go through. Uh, We'll, we'll retouch on some other things. Um, so, okay. So, I have one super long message from Patron Ryan. I have a few short shipping ones. <laughs> Where do we want to start? Uh, this is. Let's start with the ships. <laughs> we can start with uh, a ship here. So, um, so uh, Princess uh, uh, D.I. Demi says, um, what do you guys think of the shipping side of the Voltron Legend Adventure fandom, specifically the fan pairing Sheath, uh, Shiro, and Keith? So I told you people were going to ship. Uh, <laughs> and Keith. They're I told related. You. They're no, related. I like They're Lance related. and Keith. So I think I mean I, I mean I haven't like looked in the the fandom for the ships yet. I assume that Lance and Keith is the biggest one. Clients. Yeah. My first Yowie ship, and I'm all for it. <laughs> the good good introduction to <laughs> here. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, how do you not like this? Is I, I think it's notable because. Um, the primary thing that people would ship in the show is is a uh, male male ship. Like, there's just like nothing else. Like, this is like right. the thing to ship, right? So, and I feel that we've never, to the best of my knowledge, we have not gotten a Western series with a male male confirmed canon couple. 
Uh, knowing these creators, they might. Uh, I have a feeling that if it's ever going to yeah. happen, it's going to be this show. An Ameri- I guarantee An American it. animated series aimed at younger viewer- viewers, Brad, I agree, has not had a... No. Correct. Yeah. And these are the people who gave us Korosami, so... Right. So, the only... Yeah, the the thing... So, like, Delaney and I are talking about this. Like, it's possible. Like, these are... I mean, this is not the two people that gave us Korosami. These are... Well... Like, yeah, these are... They were part of the crew that they were gave part us... part of. This was definitely a high decision by my... So, they need the top Korosami now. Right, so that's... The thing. Except that's the... you can't top Korosami, but... Oh, Lance and Keith would top Korosami. Uh, no, I mean... You have, you it's have to Netflix. Leave. They don't have the Nick boundaries. Oh, so they don't like, have to worry about Nick. Some passionate, like <laughs> we don't even need passionate. Down, like. Any I, actual I mean, contact. We, we no, did it's... get. We did get. I cradled you in my arms. <laughs> but <laughs> we got hand holding and eye gazing. Uh, I'm not. It doesn't matter content wise what so, it is. Like you're not going to top Korosami. So yeah, I don't. I don't care about like level of content. In, in terms of importance, you're not going to top Korosami probably. But I do think this would also be very, very important. Oh um, no, no, it'd be it'd be very, very important. Like it'd just be amazing. It wouldn't be as shocking, right? Like as, no, as it wouldn't be as like mind blowing and earth shattering as. So yeah. So the, in terms of like first thing, okay. So first of all, Shiro Keith. Um, any any. Any yes towards that? Mm, I, well, I don't like, like it. I understand the shipping, and I'm not like I'm not against it because I, I ship clants, but I like there. I am. I they're related somehow. There is some history there, and maybe they used to date. I don't know, but I am just so like I just think they're related somehow. Like, so I can't ship it. Just but I understand why they ship it. Are they related? I feel it's the Luke Leia thing. I think people are going to ship it and be like, oh, they're so perfect. And then, like, three seasons from now, we're going to find out their siblings and be like, oh, crap. Yep, I feel that. I just I mean, don't I'm know, like... People, I'm glad people are shipping it, though, because they're picking up on there's something more there. Because there is. Like, it's not just face value stuff. Like, there is... The way they interact, like, there is history there, and I need to know what it is. I don't know. I'm I'm selling everything with those two. I don't know. I'm, I know I, you sold it the whole time I brought it up. I'm selling them as siblings. I'm selling them as a romantic pairing. I'm selling them as interesting characters. <laughs> so <laughs> I'm, okay, Shiro's well, an interesting like character. Shiro. Shiro, look, Shiro's fine. He's the he's, Shiro Pidge connection to me is the best thing the show has going, or one of the best. I mean, I, behind Pidge Keith is and just Lance, the best thing going. Pidge, Pidge. So, Pidge like, is incredible, and I want to talk about Pidge later. Um, before we get to our main, uh, more into our main ship, any other Justin? Any other things you're shipping in the show? Are you shipping Shiro and Pidge? Um, I the age thing. I don't know what that age gap is. We don't know what the age gap is. Yeah. Until we get an age gap confirmation, I don't want to. I would if it's close enough. I would even ship Shiro and Pidge's brother. I would do that. I, I think <laughs> that that, that could happen. But until we get an age confirmation on that gap, I don't want to say it because I don't want to be that guy. Yeah, like you are with you know Lapis and Steven, but that is um, different. <laughs> no, it's not. It's I'm, I'm so, not going to ship it regardless of their age. Like I don't ship it. But I, uh, my my biggest ship is actually Hunk and Shay, just because it's perfect. Uh, I'm I mean, just. I, I know it's not the pilots, but I I, I like that. It's it's, it's cute. It's I want like, it. I mean, that is a thing, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> are you are you a big Shay fan? Yes. Why? 
Dylan, you think about me for two seconds. Why? Like, what is she? Do you like I her just... at anachronistic speech? Is that why? I like rock people in general. We know this. I like rock people. Oh, yeah. You think she's a gem. You've, like, mistaken her for <laughs> for, for an interesting crystal gem. Yeah, I see. Okay. I really liked her character. I thought, I mean, it was kind of, okay, I'm used to tropey shows, so I, I thought, I, I don't know. I have I'm, no defense. I, I like Shay. Shay. In all seriousness, I also did like Shay. But, yeah, um, she's fine. Saying Shay and Hunk is like the favorite couple. That's a you know when we have this mm. incredible, incredible clants going on. Right. Like, okay. To me, they're like the obvious one. Well, it's oh, like, so yeah, you want to oh. ship the controversial ship, and in this case, it's the boring straight ship. I'm like, I ship, <laughs> I ship multiple ships. I have multiple. Like, I'm not I saying like, Hunk yeah. and Shay are my OTP, but you know, I'll read some. I'll read some shunk drabble every now and again no shunk drabble it does not exist just slice of life eating pie it'll be great unless you've written it that is not something that's out there i i will unless you've written it (laughs) wait wait what didn't i like write one on the podcast what it was it even about i don't have to revisit that that's all a blur to me those same can i plug Uh, my fan fiction account while we're talking about it Absolutely oh. not. So let's take a question from <laughs> Change for Good uh, twelve hundred, who says um, Shiro slash Alura shipping. I know she's like a hundred thousand years old or something, but still. And then maybe I think that Keith is Shiro's son. Um, and what, what? Did Keith, and what did Keith leave the garrison? I'm still wondering on that. Um, okay, <laughs> so uh, someone so- gets me. <laughs> Okay, if, Someone if Aang and Katara can be a couple, then Allura being frozen doesn't matter. Yeah, for actually, Allura, let's just clear I that. Allura's Allura literally Aang. Yeah, I think literally that's Aang. Um, she's even so, more Aang than Aang. Like ten thousand years, like hundred. So get on her Aang. level, Aang. Change for good is is shipping Shiro and Allura. Uh, Delaney, no. Well, right? Right. I mean, we already t- we discussed at we length discussed why that. Delaney doesn't ship this. Uh, Justin, Shiro and Allura. Uh, I kind of want Pidge and Allura. Okay, thank you. But that's uh, thank I you. We, we said Delaney wasn't going to ship it, but Delaney does ship Pidge and Allura deep in the dark pits of her soul, and it it's took a problem. Like two seconds for that to happen. So uh, cool. it was thirty minutes, Dylan. <laughs> I have a Pidge question. Yes. Is Pidge gonna be cross-dressing only or full-on transgender? Do we know? Okay, like, okay, what's okay, the feel okay. on that? Because that determines. No, okay, let's. Okay, let's. Okay, okay, okay. So, well-intentioned, curious question. Let's discuss this. So, I've been seeing various, and by discuss, I mean I'll. <laughs> I'm probably. Gonna You'll correct me. I'll talk for thirty minutes, but so oh. I've been seeing places say that um, I've been seeing basically two sources of the Pidge's transgender talk. Um, one source is uh, people headcanoning it on Tumblr. Uh, this is absolutely fine, right? This is right, this nope, is people right. who are applying a fan like fantasy to a character. Like, cool, good for you, thumbs up. The second place is I'm seeing people who either not watch the show or generally don't aren't super aware of this type of thing, um, saying that this show features a transgender character. So yeah, I've Delaney, seen articles on the internet. Yes, I'm like, there's Whoa, genuine. Wait a minute. Genuine article. So Delaney and I have talked about this at length. Um, and Can I give my thoughts on it? No. Uh, let me make it clear first, like, what's going on. So, um, oh. like, this, the show is very clearly presenting uh, a trope, which is the actually a uh, girl dressed up as a boy for a disguise. Um, 
this is a trope that I've always found problematic. It's a trope that uh, they, they, the show does fine um, and use, avoids all the problematic elements. But this show is clearly presenting Pidge. We see flashbacks. Pidge is a uh, cis female. And now we see Pidge being like, no, I'm not a... Um, you, you all have this perception of me as being a boy because I've been disguised as a boy. I'm actually a female. So, um, like, this is just not what being transgender is. This is this is Pidge saying, um, I was changed my name. I went under a different identity in order to uh, go into the school. Um, and, like, it was just, like, a disguise. Like, and so, but now that that's not necessary anymore, you can start... Uh, viewing you can like this is like myself i'm like a cis female um, but to the best of my knowledge and all the episodes after that i mean i i don't think as of now they have presented pidge as being a transgender character but i think they could go that route because they still say pidge like no right okay because so that's if the, the purpose of being called pidge was to get into the school get the info okay now yeah. that they're not on earth he she wouldn't need to be called Pidge anymore. She so, could go by okay, katie yes, but she yes. doesn't so, and that's, so that's where the, so that's the only thing is that like she still wants to go by Pidge or something. Yeah. Like, that's, like, irrelevant. Like, the name doesn't matter. Um, The show is clearly presenting Pidge from the arc that we saw as a cis female that was, uh, like, assuming a male identity for, uh, like, the purposes of not being wrecked. It's also complicated because the way, like, you know uh, someone's gender identity in real life is you go by the pronouns that they say that you, they want to use and like the show gives us nothing right so that's right. why people are confused like you can't there's no you can't just say like pidge what are your pronouns but pidge that being said like it's irrelevant what to a certain extent it's irrelevant pidge's pronouns are like she her like based on the show right um yeah there you go anyone um i don't think this is like controversial like i don't i don't know why why this is like a discussion but if you want to right. head in this character because you want to find um like representation then yes, i think absolutely. the reason yeah, that this ahead, is coming Kenan. up is because of who's making the show i think people want this to be as progressive as cora and we have not had a transgender character the best of my knowledge in again western younger aimed animation and so i think people are wanting that and so they're trying to like grab onto that as maybe right, yeah, the hope that's of this the, happening that's, yeah that's kind of the headcanon perspective and i'm yeah i agree so i mean that's also i think why there's going to be more of our male male shipping than normal stuff like that i mean every show that's discussed on right. that, but um you'll see more of that than normal because people are like kind of expecting it from these this group and stuff like right that. so anyway let's uh i wouldn't uh, put it past the show in season two though for them to actually have a discussion about like pidge what like what do you want us to call you? What are like, cause I could see that happening. Like, even though even right. at the same time, they also were like, we were supposed to think you were a boy, which is another, which is further evidence that they, I really don't think they're going to go there out though, because they're like, I, yeah. Oh, we're supposed to think you were a boy. So, so one, that, oh, uh, that, yeah. That, so the one thing that actually did annoy me in the handling the, of this was that scene, the, uh, we were supposed to think you were a boy. Like um, it was nice. They didn't freak out, but then it was also like, Oh, we're not going anywhere with this at all. So there's that like from from, from my perspective, it annoyed me from the perspe- right. from the from the assumption that kind of a like a small human like uh, can't be like a small non-masculine human can't be like male, right? right. Like that that it annoyed me like on that end because right. um, now all our male characters have some association with traditional masculinity and like it's you know the type of 
things I would typically get annoyed at. So, so from that angle. Um, anyway, though, yeah, that's enough of <laughs> enough of this. But uh, I, the best thing about the pitch stuff was clearly, I think, the reveal in terms of kind of just how it was handled. Um, I, Justin, do you find that like affecting, um, like effective emotionally at the end of the third episode with this this big reveal of the uh- season? I kind of wanted them to hang on to that longer. Like, I, I like what they did at the end of episode three with Shiro revealing that he knew. I wanted them to wait longer on the rest of the group finding out. I think they could have drawn that out a bit. Yeah, I guess they could have done something with that. I mean, I don't know. I'm, I think the way they handled it, I assume, was fine because they didn't get into problematic territory. Yeah. Um, well, since they weren't, yeah, since they weren't doing anything with it, I think the way they were like, we were supposed to think you were a girl, you know, Lance being like, you're a girl, and being the only one who was shocked, that was probably the best way they could have handled it, since they actually aren't doing anything with it. And they're just yeah, trying I, to get through the trope. And they balanced Lance, I thought Lance, they balanced it really well, because the only one who's freaked out was Lance, but Lance was also freaking out about the castle being a ship, so Lance was just freaking out in general. So I thought that kind of played off it well, so that it didn't solely focus on that. Um, you bring Jeff back in. Jeff, what do you fan of the Pidge character in in general? Do you like what they did with with Pidge? Um, yeah, you know, I think um, the flashbacks were really good. I actually, um, my friend Googled Voltron, the show. Oh no, no, bad idea. Yeah, <laughs> and and like mentioned to me like, what is this article about that? And like, what? I had only watched like episode two at that point, so like, oh no. So then I. I, you know, I, I, like, began to read the article, like, who could this be about? And then I, like, the only person that it could have been was Paige. All the, the, the foreshadowing with, like, the, the picture. Yeah. And all that. So, so yeah, it's a bit spoiled, but whatever. Oh, bad spoilers, yeah. The Wiki- I hate the Wikipedia article when they, whenever someone is a pseudonym, that's a surprise, then you update it, like, in the character listing. So stupid. Um, mm-hmm. Stuff like that. Like, like we can just not, we can just not talk about it. Like, that was very much meant to be, like, this big thing. And I think it was, like, very successful in, in that third episode. Um, especially because of just all the, every single question, like, in every interview, them getting asked, like, uh, why, why didn't you change the gender of any of the, the main characters? Like, um, just, yeah, just constantly in that. I, I did really like um, Princess Allura's interrogations during the party. It's yeah. like, we have a lot in common. Yeah. You can talk to me about anything. <laughs> Yeah, so good. That, that's definitely our big uh, Alora X Pidge scene. Although I don't think we were feeling the chemistry from from that one. But. <laughs> Pid- I was. Pidge was not feeling the chemistry. Was, at I don't all. know if Pidge feels any chemistry except uh, robots. So, robots, yeah. yeah. No, Pidge has chemistry with robots. Yeah, Jeff, what do you think of that uh, that scene with with uh, Pidge, like the Lance seeing like the the alien girl and like the sparkles, like the the the, the fortune teller sparkles, and then Pidge seeing the robot, and then oh and then, yes, yes, that was that was kind of funny. Yeah. yeah, that was like that was like it's me. Yeah, that's great. Um, yeah, the, for the fortune teller from Avatar. I feel like that was like, I don't know if that's that a reference to that or is that just a general trope? I, I feel like maybe, maybe both. Um, Wait, how is that a reference to fortune teller? Like when the sparkles, when Aang gives Katara the necklace and it's like, how do I, oh. Like, oh, I feel, like, I feel yeah. like it was that type of effect. Um, anyway. This show uses a lot of my favorite, my favorite, like, um, visually. Okay. Jeff, okay. go ahead. Yeah. Um, my, my favorite Lance, um, being all googly eyed thing ever was in episode nine. When he was like, "Does Princess Allura ever talk about me when I'm not there?" <laughs> and, uh, and Trunks like, or and um, Hunk, yeah. he's like, "Yeah, he's like, oh yes, Lance, he's such, you know, he's so handsome. I'm all on Twitter." 
<laughs> yeah, a tw- yeah, the that, use of a Twitter no, is really good. No other show that these guys have been behind has ever made me laugh like that scene did. It was amazing. I did think Loved that it. scene was really good, yeah. Um, that, I think that's... that's uh, we can get it briefly into best episodes. I feel like that was like... Uh, that was the second to last one, right? Yeah. The Wikipedia changed the yeah. numbers. Like, why are they doing the numbering like that? Third um, to last? I think it was third to last. Was it the... Because there was or, 11, so 9... I don't think you had collection and extraction. I think it was 10. It was collection and extraction, I think. That, that yes. Was yep, yeah. Yep. So, yeah, oh, I, I really like that one. That scene also had the hunk uh, Sporks line, which I thought was really good. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I don't know. Like, uh, Yeah, it's uh, favorite. I, I don't know if you guys are biased by me and Delaney's opinions presented, but uh, Jeff, what would you say was your favorite episode of the season? Uh, okay, actually, I think, is it? I don't uh, Might be ep- actually episode 9 that I'm remembering. Collection Probably not. Extraction? Or no, the, no, no. Uh, the one with the 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 one before that would be the uh, the one where they each have the ships affecting all of them and they're each having their like bad. Yes, uh, like the crystal venom. Yeah, yeah, that was I, I very much loved that because the resolution for Princess Allure again with the whole things have consequences. You know, there is no reset button, and her father you know went all corrupt and she had to go to lead him, and that one scene at the very end when it's the last ditch effort to stop her and it's all these memories coming back and then she finally hugs the hologram and it's like oh my gosh it's solid you know that's so cool and then you realize no it's actually it is solid because it's his memory crystal that she crushes yeah, yeah. definitely some good Allura, Allura stuff in that episode you a big, big, big Allura fan Jeff? yeah um, I, I think I like how involved she gets and stuff I mean it's, it seems a bit you know juvenile I like I must go down there to greet them, you know, put myself in moral danger because I'm the princess, you know. Yeah. She's she's a strategic advantage or resource. She should keep herself safe, but whatever. <laughs> she does not view herself as the strategic resource that she is, yes. Yeah. Um, Justin, what would you say is your favorite episode of the season? Crystal Venom, I got to admit, and I'll preface this, I love episodes like this. Like one of my favorite Doctor Who episodes is Journey to the Center of the TARDIS. I just love when you take the really? characters agreed i agreed. love really? that episode really? I, like what I, why is it taking me this long to meet jeff he he's he he's great um i love episodes where you take the main characters and just put them in whatever they have and just leave them there and just let stuff happen it's to me i love all the conflict comes of from within their own group and also within their own base they're in their own element. It turns against them. I just love that trope. I love that idea. And Voltron just executed it so well. And I wasn't expecting it to get that deep with Allura. And then it did. And I thought that was wonderful. So that's my favorite episode, hands down. Okay. Interesting. Interesting. I was, yeah. Um, I, I was definitely in on episode three. Um, spoilers for my upcoming top 10 episodes of the half a year so far that's definitely up there on my on my list of tv episodes in general uh return of the gladiator and then collection and extraction i think are the standout ones imo um i think i a lot of i mean like just because it's not number one for for someone doesn't mean it's not high up etc um but yeah let's let's get into some more feedback we'll keep talking about more stuff um let's 
uh, we have a lot of comments from Patron Ryan on uh, probably pause and we'll discuss and then we'll continue with his with his email. So uh, Ryan says, I really enjoyed the first season of the show. And while it did not achieve the lofty highs we know this team is capable of, I think it clearly demonstrated that the potential for uh, greatness is there. While the story felt like they were treading on familiar territory, it was well executed. And by the end, I was genuinely attached to the characters. Um, despite many of them needing to be thoroughly fleshed out in future episodes. Overall, the season reminds me of The Force Awakens. It it quickly reestablishes the world and characters and leans hard on tried conventions and the source material to tell a very satisfying story. Both play it safe to build trust in the new direction of the franchise, but do so while planting the seeds of more interesting things to come. Uh, Let's pause there. What do we think of this as a comparison to The Force Awakens? It's an excellent comparison. I would say, I do think Force Awakens is more successful in its character establishment than yeah. this series. Yeah. But I think it's a pretty solid comparison. I'm in that it's it does great things and it's definitely we're definitely going somewhere pretty, you know, interesting and I think this is, you know, promising, but it's not but they did. They played it safe, which The Force Awakens was literally a new hope. So Yeah. They you know, they played it safe, they played to their strengths, they just went trope after trope after trope, but it was it was all done very well. And it there and like we said, not in our coverage, none of the episodes were bad or even decent. They were all good. So the the thing is this show is a reboot. It wasn't like it Force Awakens, they brought back old characters, but they had new ones. This was a full on reboot. And I don't think it's a perfect comparison. I see why they're making the comparison, but I don't think it fits quite as well because they're not determining, like they're not picking up where they left off. They are restarting, which I think, I don't say it's easier to just restart, but it, it definitely is different. I'd say Voltron Force was more of the Force Awakens, but I do see the comparison. I like it. I will say that Voltron, I think, does think this this one thing way way better than force awakens and that's establishing the villain yes uh, particularly yes, like agree. The, like the galran empire versus the first order like we don't know how big the first order is where they came from how long they've been out here what the capabilities are and their weapons can somehow go from place to place like they just sort of gloss over oh we're going to do this huge star killer and move it over here how um you know, with the Galran Empire, they are very explicitly, they fill the entire galaxy, and and they show, like, uh, yeah, the big baddie's over here, but he doesn't have, he's not going to actually go over here, he's going to send his sub-commanders out to do his dirty work, like, because his empire is so huge. And 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 Shiro, at one point, is like, we're not going to just take the fight to him, that's dumb. He's, you know, he's so powerful, we've got to build up our, um, our uh, resistance movement. In fact, he starts trying to do that with those two smugglers. So I think that's very well done. Yeah. Yeah, I uh, Force Awakens, yeah, I think it's it's probably a good comparison. My initial reaction is that characters are like Delaney said characters are better handled in in Force Awakens. Um that being said, like if you compare the like the 90 minute movie or whatever to I don't know if right. it, was, it was probably longer to like this entire it's season. Like, it's I think it's over 2 hours. Uh yeah. So if you compare the entirety of the two, I guess they're similarly handled. Like Force right. Awakens obviously does a lot with a little bit of time and this does like not a ton of character work in in the time it has, but um this I don't know. This seems more. This this series overall, I guess, seems more consistently like plot wise and like um, 
I don't know. I mean, Force Awakens also very good on a lot of angles, but um, well, it's interesting. We're dealing with things that like we're dealing with familiar material. Like even if you didn't watch Voltron, you know what Voltron is. It's a giant. It's two. It's a bunch of stuff that turns into a giant robot. Like you understand what Voltron is. They're fighting stuff in space, and then like if you've never seen Star Wars, you know what Star Wars is. And so it's like it's it is interesting in that like they're you're dealing with. Um, old material that everyone's familiar with but then and but then every, and they but they still play it safe in that like trope 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 we copy a new hope and yeah like, uh hmm. i i guess the main difference but i see between the like the show's characters they probably have similar character work i just feel like there's no ray like anchoring um, right anchoring the show like there's no one i remotely care about as much as ray ray in that movie so um, I think that's that's like it's, it's potentially a problem because Star Wars kind of ventured into somewhat new territory with its characters, at least in terms of um, like demographics. Um, although it's yeah, always like a Luke, a Luke in the in the main yeah. role. Uh, this show maybe plays it too safe with with um, it's the combinations of characters. But then again, um, it does at least. Um, I think it's uh, at least do things with at least one of the characters, and it does do. Uh, like like Shiro's like Japanese and stuff, right? Like there's stuff like anyway. Um, I do. There, I've seen things like calling all five of our leads white, and I think that's wrong. Like I just think that's not what they are. But yeah, um, yeah that's right. not accurate. I think that's just not accurate. Okay. Um, let's let's continue with Ryan's email. Um, says I think season one did a great job of building the world, but now I'm ready to explore it. I'd like to know what the origin is for the lions, and if if Zarkon was indeed the Black Paladin, then what caused him to turn Shiro's imprisonment uh, and uh, his with the Gaara Empire being made into their greatest weapon, the arm, and the Black Lions are all points I'd like addressed. His his family situation needs to be resolved. I think all of our main characters need more development as Keith, especially as rather unclear motivation. Splitting up the party for the next season so you can spend time with each of them individually seems like a good way to handle this, though, for the next season. Maybe while they are cast to the farthest corners of the galaxies, they can find at least one more character to add to the shockingly short list of females that seem to exist Please. in this universe. Will, if we're exploring all of the galaxy, will we find one more woman in the universe? Is that I possible? hope so. Yes, I mean, please. We're already, we're already beating Star Wars, so we can, like, can we please just have more? I mean, Please. not the rebooted Star Wars, right? Like, well, no, not the reboot. I mean, original Star Wars, we're already beating them in how many women right. we have. Like, please, we need more. I, the the gen- genuine question, though, will we add a main character next season? I mean, see, it's, the thing, it's hard to see. Uh, they could kind of do anything with it, right? Like That's true. They, they could, could probably they could go into, like, um, early Battlestar Galactica mode where, you know, the, the, the story follows all these different groups of people that are now spread across the galaxy because of this weird wormhole accident, you know, and there's room for people to join the different groups then. But then, but how, how will it work though when we bring them all together? Cause like as Voltron, they all have to come back together. Like otherwise we don't have Voltron. Hashtag sixth lion. <laughs> See, here, here's the thing with that. Here's the thing with that. A, that's what Power Rangers does basically every season is they bring in a sixth and I will be making a lot of Power Rangers comparisons because the two no. are very similar. No. They're very similar. Yes, <laughs> And so I think, A, what we're going to get, I think we're going to get, um, with developing characters, Power Rangers RPM did something where early on they had a specific episode giving the backstory of each ranger individually, and that kind of helped flesh them out so the characters who the fandom hated then became some of their favorites because we finally saw their backstory. And I think that's what we're going to get in the first half of season two. And there's basically two ways they can take the whole main character thing. 
because we are dealing with a reboot. And in the original Voltron, there was no sixth lion. So they can either deviate from the original, add a sixth lion, and face potential tail, wings. I, I don't know. Wings. And that's, well, that's the issue because that, the wings was something they did at one point, a different show. Obviously, but Voltron they're gonna face like a unicorn horn, right? Like, but they're gonna <laughs> right. face la- exactly. uh, they're gonna they're gonna face a lot of um, uh, backlash from the original fans who are like, there was no sixth line, but need a sixth line. Why are you doing this? So that does leave the option because, as we talked about before, there were technically three Voltrons. This is a Lion Force Voltron that we're seeing. There's technically three different actual Voltrons. And so whether or not they want to go into that because they were less popular, I don't know. But that is there if they want it. And I think if they're going to add more characters, we're not going to get more parts of the lion. We're going to get the other Voltrons. And well, but they, fo- like, they focus so much on Voltron, the ultimate weapon. I think if we have more than one Voltron, that's going to completely ruin it. Also, can't we just have more spaceships? Like, instead of having Koran, like, fly the giant castle, let's have actual spaceships that don't look ridiculous, like, just helping Voltron. And we can I have, like, like space, space smugglers. For example, like, in, in uh, Stargate Atlantis, you have the Atlantis, you know, city ship, and then you also have Daedalus-class cruisers that fly around doing, you know, yeah. like, the heavy lifting, so totally have that right. and plus you know you can have, you can probably add a main character without having them be a voltron pilot yeah exactly yeah you mm-hmm. can have people who are like there for support or you know or just another awesome woman who just stands around with Alora and they just like talk crap about everyone else i don't care yeah, like exactly like you can just have a character that stands with Alora. like you can add, yeah. like like introduce uh, awesome gf for Alora. like that's the that's the way exactly. to go. we have kids just... for that I mean, I guess we can have can, more. We don't can... have to just have one. We can have more. <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm not. So now like, you want a poly ship? It doesn't have just. I mean, whatever. Like, I don't. We just need more women. Okay. Like, it just okay. there just needs to be more. Yeah, we'll see where they go with that. I don't think they care. All. I mean, I think they care about staying generally true to the original. I don't yeah. think that they would. I don't think like. I, I think they could just do a sixth line. Like, I can see us having more people just on the ship. Like, there's just slowly we begin to have more people on the ship that help with groundwork I, yeah. i'd love if like each of them came back with like two people and then there we just yeah have, like, like uh we need cast. another room and then Alora's like yeah. oh my god guys <laughs> like we do not have space granted we she has to have it's space because she thought she was gonna get a whole species on the castle you know so yeah Alora can't say anything but yeah it's possible that they could get rid of one of the paladins and replace them because the original did do that do you think mm-hmm. we would see one of the characters oh, okay. killed off? Okay, so let's Who's talk. About, so let's talk about this. So um, in the original, I have been told that Shiro dies very early. Yes, um, in like yeah. episode three, oh, and then they bring him back, sad. but it's his brother in the Japanese version. But in America, they're like, "No, he didn't die, kids. It's okay." So someone made a comment that they said that the season one, coming from the perspective of thinking that Shiro might die, like in the original, was very tense with all the Shiro. <laughs> <laughs> just like anxious yeah. like so which I, I think that's like an interesting element to the show that like me and delaney didn't have watching like the yep. expecting we weren't dying. terrified that zero yeah. was dying i don't well, think yeah, the time i was thinking not, not that he died but his arm would turn evil you know because it was gar <laughs> I, I turns I think out think yeah i mean they still could do that but it's um, to be fair in the japanese version i think all of them died except one so oh man oh well, there you go uh i think that shiro i don't think they have any desire to kill shiro i don't know why they would do that um, like, I mean, I could they kill Keith? Um, no, I'm joking. He doesn't I mean, have to die. He would, I would not be happy or sad hubris. about it. 
<laughs> yeah. Like, I don't, I'll, the only, I, I mean, just, that's the one of the things, like, Delaney and I talked a lot about. I don't understand why we're not developing Keith at all. Um, like, he's not a person. They, like, like, what are you, Keith? I mean, it's not even like Delaney and I being skeptical of this archetype. It's just, like, every other character clearly <laughs> had a backstory at some point. Um, and then Keith just, like, except maybe Lance, but Lance, I, I don't know. Lance at least does things. Like, Lance has personality, at yeah. least. Yeah. Like, I think Lance is kind of, like, our perspective. Like, Lance is supposed to be us, I yeah, think. Yeah, a little bit, yeah. Uh, I just I think we need to do something with Keith for sure. Um, well, more about this. Uh, continuing Ryan's questions. My questions to the podcast are first: We didn't see much in the way of a romance from the first season. If the show continues, do you think it will play a bigger role? And will George be canon? Uh, second, yes. do you think that yes? Second, do you think that the Gara soldier what that helped them escape at the end? Who was that that helped them escape the end of the last episode? Was he someone we'd seen before? Is he a character putting some type of resistance faction within the Empire? Last, what will happen with Commander Sendak? We last saw getting. Uh, getting ejected in the space the real logic says he would be lost in the vast emptiness of the cosmos quietly dying once the power reserves on the crypt tubes give out (laughs) centuries or millennia later wow jeez ryan jeez television logic and my admiral zhao lives sensibilities dictate that the only reason to get him off the ship so that is so that he can resurface again if he is alive what role do you think he will play um yeah, I, I agree. Like, why would you do that unless he's he's gonna live, right? So he's coming back. Like, yeah. so I think he's gonna be a rogue. Uh, yeah, I could see it. I could see it. I mean, I don't know why he wouldn't just be loyal to them, but well, he's know. like abandoned because he he was weak. He failed. You know. Yeah. I, yeah. I no. guess they he gets I'll pissed strike it or if we do He's gonna be this. Zuko. He's gonna try and murder all of them, and then he's gonna get talked into being nice, and he's gonna for be Zuko. honor. I don't think he's joining. He'll their train group, them right? in no. contestants. Oh, yeah, he could train. Yeah, I could see him, like, being a mentor. Yeah, that'd right. be interesting. Um, on how to fight he the Gala. Can, he can help, yeah, help them infiltrate. Like, how do we defeat them? Like, insider Ryan, info. Yeah. Ryan Lass says, my closing remarks of the strength of the animation alone would have won me over. My trust in the crew's capacity for ambitious storytelling has me excited to see more of the show. Um, briefly going back to his questions. Uh, genuinely, so he talks about George, which was one of Delaney's okay. names Is for that, Keith and no, Lance. I don't know. That's Keith Lance. Okay, yeah. I don't. Yeah. I like arm leg way better. <laughs> thank you thank you jeff arm leg jeff, that's what uh, arm leg is i love yeah, arm leg arm now. I, I love See, that title look so, i'm great I'm, i think so i think george is the most let me again go over my logic with george because i think it's really clever yes so, please and, no, it is pretty it is clever so keith is uh i don't remember which one of them's fire one of them's fire one of them's ice um one of them's red one of them's blue that should clue me in but i don't remember keith, no it's actually fire. No, Keith is fire, though, and Lance is ice. Oh, are you kidding me? So, Fire and Ice, uh, Song of Fire and Ice, George R. 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 Martin, and also George is the name of one of the names of Suki and Sokka on the original Avatar ships, and uh, Lance is... is uh Sokka, Sokka. And is Suki very they're it's like a good pair so it's too. George so this is this is why this is George but uh, arm this is leg. also hidden Zitara. arm leg also because one of them's an arm one of them's a leg on, on there yeah so they're arm leg <laughs> so, and you know what they're even I on the same side I'm looking at my Voltron action figure and they're on the same side Sh- shout out to Shonei which has actually been tagging uh she's been tagging uh, <laughs> Keith Lance post she reblogs with George so I've been appreciating that <laughs> It's pretty great. It's, it's happening now. Yeah, it's happening. Uh, the, I've heard that they're actually called Clants. Like, no, that's a bad. Yeah, word. Like, I got an on. ask, and they were like, "They're Clants," and I was like, "Arm leg and George." Uh, arm leg and George. We have some two pretty good options that we're presenting you with, like on a golden platter fandom. Like, come on, <laughs> yeah, can we call on. them Tom Clancy, or is that too soon? Um, mm. I mean, I, I, I think we can. 
we can call them. I would say anything except Clance is my is my view. But I don't know. so that's a go on Tom Clancy. That is a, not a go. That was a that was a that was a soft pass on on that. Soft oh. pass. Can also call it's the nicest perfect. you've ever rejected me. Yeah, that's true. They Tom Clancy is like an adjective. Like, is it Clance? Well, it's Clancy. You know. <laughs> Yeah, like it's it's so let's let's decide on the ship name, guys. Okay. Anyway, um, last last question is from new patron Taylor, um, who says started listening when I binge watched all of Steven Universe in January. Your podcast is what got me interested in Voltron Legendary Defender. My question is, why are the short green characters the best? You're right. Why are they? Let's list other why short green they? characters. The is mouse. Isn't there a mouse that's green? That's I guess the best Bol- mouse. Bolin Par- is kind of a short green Bolin. character, right? Paradox. 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 Yes. Toph. Toph. Yes. There you go. Uh, yeah. I think and, we have enough to say short green characters. And Pidge, of course, right? Pidge, so, obviously. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, Wait, what about nice. Weevil Underwood from Yu Gi Oh? No, oh, no Yu Gi Oh talk. Don't you know. like him. Okay. Ooh, you know he's we, terrible. Hard reject from Jeff on. He destroyed Exodia. He's pretty bad. He's only okay in the abridged version where he's Beavis and Butthead with Rex. Oh, in all of in yeah. all of the green Pokemon that we didn't mention, they're also yeah, like, awesome well, and green let's, and let's small. Let's put Bulbasaur in here too. Sure. Right? <laughs> Bulbasaur. Bul- that is not how. Bul- what are you talking about? It's not how Bulbasaur sounds. You. You have offended Dylan too much. You just. You just ruined a Bulbasaur. Come Look on. at you. Okay. That is the Bulbasaur sound. No. Okay. Don't anyway, yeah, it. I agree. All the short green characters. That's a good. That's a yeah. good observation. Because green is clearly a wonderful color. And I would say just, Luigi, like, but Luigi's tall and green, so yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah so, right. No, not happening. Okay. Um, oh, Link. Well, is Link to short? Link? Young Link. Young Link. Young Link. Yeah. Link. Let's, we Here can we do go. that. Uh, I feel like I feel like Link in um, the new uh, Zelda footage looked not super tall. Um, yeah, no, tiny, tiny. Which a shout out that was worth the wait. That footage is just incredible. Yeah, no, looking forward to open world Zelda for sure. Yeah. Um, okay, so what else we got? So let's let's close things out here. Um, generally, look general thoughts on. Uh, what you're looking forward to in season two suggestions. I don't know. could be brief. Could be any, any I'm looking forward for more development on the garden empire, like their origin expansion. Mm-hmm. I think that's one thing that, um, carries over from both the last season of Korra and, um, uh, young justice was, uh, this aspect of techno sorcery that pervades the empire and gives them their power. You know, these magicians. Space magic. Yeah, exactly. Space magic. is So cool. So yeah, that, yeah that's a, that's a great point. Yeah, uh, comparing to yeah, we kind of get into that stuff at the end of Coro with the with the, the binds. Feel. Yeah, with everything right. with with spirit binds. I feel like I'll take um, <laughs> I'll take giant uh, magic uh, like I don't even f- fish uh, robot <laughs> over spirit binds. But plus you know. they're both yeah, purple. same. They're both purple. Yeah, and the purple rays. Dark space magic all has like it all has obviously to be purple. magic is purple works. yeah that's just how yeah works, magic's yeah. purple <laughs> I think even in Transformers it's purple so if I'm doing magic it's coming out like yellow I know I'm gonna do something wrong yeah like that's not that's not or, good magic yeah or it's good or or it's good magic it's not evil magic. oh yeah yeah, yeah true like oh what's wait what's Vol- yeah but Voldemort's magic is like red right so well because Voldemort, he's like, magic a lot of is green so like that's different. oh it's green wait i don't remember anyway the killing curse is green and that's like the the evilest of all evil so 
That's also not, it's not tech magic, though, so that's why. Exactly, yeah. it's actual yeah. magic. So it's or is it? Or is it? I mean, according to uh, Thor, all magic is just science. We don't understand, <laughs> right? This is so. true. How many references did we just have? <laughs> yeah, exactly. seconds. Okay, so let us, uh, give us your feedback on this podcast. Uh, maybe if we get... If you want to send in more feedback, if we get enough, we can do another one, <laughs> another Voltron feedback podcast. Like, I don't know how to handle the Netflix shows. Right? Wink, wink, nudge, so, nudge. Yeah, can I make it. you all watch Voltron Force on Netflix and then compare the two? Uh, it, it can be a while, but. Definitely no. not. But That one's good. Oh, is it good? Maybe. that People wanted season two like, so bad. Go told us, do not watch it. No, 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 don't watch the original from 1984. You can watch the one from 2011 all you yeah, want. Yeah, there's like a, a te- another re- uh, earlier reboot, kind of. No, right? sequel. Uh, sequel. Next Generation, okay. basically. You don't need to see the original. Oh, if okay. it's Next Generation, I'm not watching it, no. Oh, it's good, though. Okay. Anyway, I promise. Let us know your comments on this. Leave comments at whatever, wherever place you're watching this. You can leave us comments and we'll respond. Thank you very much for checking out our Voltron coverage. Um, OverlyAnimated.com is where you can find all of our podcasts on that. And thanks to those who sent in feedback and for those who are giving us kind words on our all of our Voltron podcasts. Um, thank you. You can uh, I give if you enjoying what you're hearing with our Voltron coverage, give us a iTunes review. Um, you can find the iTunes link at overlyanimated.com. If you want to support us financially, you can at patreon.com slash overlyanimated. Thank you very much to our patrons. Uh, Mitch Cordell, Beatrice, Nate, Andy, Jamie, Rachel, John, Ryan, Catherine, and Taylor, a.k.a. Hey, enough, even Mitch Cordell, Beatrice, Nate, Nathan, Fillion, but it's like your mailman, Mitch Rose, Jenny, Rob, O'Brien, Cookie Cat. And any obvious ideas for Taylor for a Voltron nickname? Arm leg. Yeah, but, like, that has nothing to do with the name, you know? Can can Pidge? They can just be Pidge, because green. Oh, because so. they like, or green. Yeah. Green Bean! Can her nickname just be Green Bean? <laughs> I don't know. I think him, but yeah. Uh, oh, sorry. I mean, I don't know. I'm not sure. I have a cousin named Evan, and she's a girl, so I get. I have no. Actually, I'm like, not sure. Actually, names. it's ambiguous. So. So we'll here, so we can. Well. So, so their so name will be gender Pidge neutral. Green bean. Green bean. Yeah, Pidge might not be the best name then. So green bean. We could just do Pidge though, because uh, mentioned liking the yeah. It's true. Short, yeah, the the short. <gasps> Para Pidge. Yeah, that No, no. Um, what's it? Why can't the robot rover rover? Ro- <laughs> rover noble noble rover sacrifice rover. itself. We can memorialize rover. Okay, well, let us know which of those you like the best. We'll go with that green, rover. green rover. Rover green rover is literally the ghost from Destiny, though. Can I just say that? No, stop. No more. You just we've, we've reached our reference quota. We can't. Quota. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you guys for listening and sending feedback. If you want us to do another one? We will see you next time. Bye. 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 Bye.